0: Yes. pinnacle of diverse consciousness and social thought that is our oh, is that right yes. actually this is right right and i right. always right right and right nigel. you're right they're all nigel 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 and when you hear the shout of my name ringing out i am right and it's time to deliver value welcome everyone this is Nigel I am right and today I am going to talk to you on this Teach me Tuesday about obscurity and the fact that obscurity is not your friend and just all the different things that we uh, we tend to face and encounter as we move more aggressively into this online space, this online world of um of marketing and attention and branding and assorted other things. So I literally was, uh, a few things happened that were super interesting um, recently that I wanted to to share and talk about and give anyone who is thinking about their their brand, their small business, uh, their music, their art, their craft, books, Um, recording artists, songwriters, whatever the case may be, whatever it is you're looking to get attention for. And on some level, if you're online, you're looking for attention on some level. You're looking for people to connect with you and you to connect with them, hopefully. So here are a couple of things that that, that happened. The first thing was I asked Google about the coronavirus. Had no clue. Hey, Google, what is the Coronavirus? coronavirus? Had no clue so I'm going to segment that in you will probably hear it in, in, in a minute right so that was one then i noticed that um, it was uh, it was the anniversary of the death of the notorious big or biggie Smalls as we know him one of brooklyn's finest and me being from brooklyn that uh, that that was a uh, that was a noteworthy thing but the reason march 9th stuck hey, out in was, my head was because i who's was who's the greatest writer, rapper of march all time stuck out in my head was because i was working with another writer and we were reviewing some of his particular work, and I saw the date, and it and it triggered a memory, and we got into that conversation, and the conversation went pretty deep. But there was .com. a there the was a lot of the ten best rappers uh, of all time. Discussion. Here are the first five: Eminem, Rakim, Nas, Andre Three Thousand, and Lauryn Hill. And we Do you got into hear that more? conversation. Yes. And the conversation went pretty deep, but there was a there was a lot of uh, discussion about, um, who we knew and, uh, because there's a generational gap in between us. So he's familiar with the particular things that I'm, am not familiar with and vice versa. So we were able to share, but it was in that connection that I thought their value came. Um, as far as the coronavirus issue, the that, that Corona, to, you know, the beer is taking a sales hit. You know, it's just kind of one of those cool. like mind-blowing things. That, what is the coronavirus? Sorry, um, I don't have any information about that. Coronavirus issue that stemmed back to to Sunday going to church, and I don't know how many of you are religious, and I'm not trying to get preachy, but for me, going to mass, um, you know, the one of the big You know, pieces of the mass that is important to me is being able to exchange a sign of peace with uh, with people in your congregation. Now, by and large, I'm not a particular fan of religion. I believe that you know, whatever higher power you believe in, if you believe, um, I think you have a personal relationship with them. But that fellowship that we get, be it you know, in that act of exchanging the exchanging the sign of peace or what have you, it uh, it to me is a is a big thing. It always made me feel you know good. It made me feel great to be able to connect with my fellow man in one way, shape, or form. And I've never had an experience in that regard that was poor. So I thought that was you know it was great. But because of the coronavirus, they just basically excommunicated that right out of the mass. So it was. It was that was very jarring for me. Yeah. How so, stupid can people be? They're they're concerned about drinking Corona beer because they've associated it with the coronavirus. Poor Corona. Obscurity is not your friend. So we are all seeking some sort of attention to try and get heard. Because with the barrier to entry being so low, that's one way to term it, or the advancement of technology uh, moving so fast, allowing everybody in, either way, there's massive amounts more content and information out there. So from that perspective, you need to stand out. And that that's the, hasn't changed. I believe that people, you know, even before technology, you needed to stand out because we're just a lot of people. But now it's even more so because people are pushing all this content out online and that's where we, we focus a lot of our attention. So if you think about the fact that there's a billion blogs online, you know, and people say all the time, you don't need more information because, you know, there's enough, you know, follow me and follow this and follow that. And everybody's doing, you know, like almost like a money grab for attention. And it is important And I believe, as far as attention goes, your focus should be doing whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your moral compass or boundaries allow you to get the attention you're looking for. Because without the attention, no one's going to hear your message at all. That's just plain and simply not going to happen. Now, that being said, once you get the attention, the question is what it is you're going to do with it, what value you're actually providing. And the reason I felt like asking Google these questions, and just to touch back really quick on the whole asking Google, I asked Google yesterday um, on the anniversary of Biggie's death, who's the greatest rapper? And it immediately pulled up a list of the greatest rappers. Now, that's going to be subjective, and I'm probably going to leave it out there for you guys to... um, to dive in and uh, it's, it's always a great conversation to hear people's opinions on who they think is best and why. It always is a good conversation starter and leads to deeper conversations and hopefully some connections that could bring greater value um, or different perspective. So the reason I mentioned Google is because of the importance of voice search as we move forward. Now, In terms of getting attention, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a brand, whatever the case may be, if you're not front and center in the voice revolution as it's coming, you're going to be completely left out. And if you're not checking actively to see whether you're searchable, how you're coming up or whatever the case may be, I put a post back a little while back and I asked about a particular artist and it pulled up Drake. Um, and that was super interesting to me, because when you've arrived at a particular level, you just take up all you suck up all the oxygen in the room, so there's nothing left. So you know when when in doubt, play Drake. That was that was kind of my um my feeling about it. And the point is, if you're an artist and you're not actively going out asking Siri to play your music or to find you or Google, or Alexa, you may not be putting out the right signals in which to to train the bot or the automation in order to get yourself heard, to put yourself in a position where there, you know, where you're going to be able to be found, where people are going to be able to um, be able to find you. So you think about it in terms of something like, for me, being Nigel Wright. There is a Nigel Wright that runs some kind of employment agency, but that's not me. Um, but whenever there's a search that comes up, so that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting uh, way of looking at it. But that's similar to what will happen if you're not if you don't have information out there that's relevant that points to you, you're you're not going to be found in that way. And going forward, we're going to get a lot further away from just typing messages in to just saying. You know, whether it be, hey, Google or Alexa or Siri, find me this. And it's going to pull up the top three, top five, top ten, depending on who it is, you know, what it is the question is being asked. So I will give you an example. I was looking for a particular artist and I asked about the artist and I'll actually post, you know, the um, the actual me doing it so you can really see it for yourself Um or you can just dm me or text me and i will send you the the information directly but i think it's it's a valuable piece for you to kind of consider so i actually asked google to play a particular artist song i asked it in all different ways play it on spotify play the song plus the artist the song plus the artist plus the year couldn't find it so then finally what i did was i asked the i asked google to play the song, and then instead of the song, I said the artist name, and then it played all the artist tracks for that artist. That's how it understood. But the really interesting part that came after that was a day later, I just simply asked Google to play the artist, and then it knew. So for whatever that's worth to you, and if anybody else tries this, please reach out so that I can add to the information on this, because ultimately there's a lot of people that claim they know how to make this work. And I, I don't believe that's true because I'm just not seeing, you know, the empirical evidence to support that, that somebody's got this figured out. If you if somebody's listening and they have, please reach out. I would love to share and have a conversation based on the, you know, the case studies that I've been doing and the testing that I've been doing, which is extensive. But my point is to everyone If you have a brand, if you have a business, whatever the case may be, go out and make sure you're asking these voice devices about your brand. And make sure you're coming up and do the things that you need to do to make sure to season that relationship with the bot, so to speak, just so you get found. Because here's what will happen. At some point, someone's going to figure this out, be it a hack or just pay for it or whatever the case may be. And you could be be the top of the mountain in terms of whatever business it is or brand it is you have in your particular area, but they're going to know how to dominate that voice space. And you know what? Every time someone searches for that, they're going to come up above you, just like where you have the Google 3-pack and stuff like that. That is going to be a thing. So you're going to want to season that relationship. Now, that's one piece of it. That's more of the automation side. Now, here's the... um, Here's the more, not, this is a factor, and it's something that I always talk about. It's the engagement portion of it. I think you can't rely too heavily on on just um, fair-weather followers, if you would, because fair-weather followers are going to go wherever the crowd goes. So you don't really, to me, in my opinion, you don't have to worry about them. Because once you get the attention, they're gonna come. You don't need to. You don't need to like focus focus in on them. What you do need to focus in on, however, be it a business, be it a brand, if you're a musician, an artist, a writer, whatever the case may be, is your particular fans that are right now giving you the attention. They're volunteering their time. Which, by the way, I cannot stress this enough. If you don't start the conversation with every fan that you have, and by fan, I mean someone who invests their time in you, with the understanding that, one, I don't care how great your product is, you're not doing them a favor. They're giving you money, typically, or some sort of attention or some sort of making some sort of action. You're not doing them a favor. It's the other way around. The other thing is when people give you attention, that is an inbound inbound connection. You don't have to do anything for that other than nurture it. And a lot of times what I'm finding, and I advocate to all the people that I mentor, is you need to be seasoning that relationship. If someone comes in and they follow you on a particular platform and they're repeatedly reaching out and commenting and doing all these other things, just to comment back is not enough. You need to ask them the questions. You need to deepen the connection. You need to get them... Connect, get connected to them on all these other platforms. Create an ironclad fortress connection that not only cements the relationship. Not only are you asking the relevant questions so that you understand how to better serve them, because at the end of the day, here's here's the: the, are you selling, or are you serving? Because if you're just selling, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy my shit, buy 24/7. Like I saw this when I did an actual um I was going I was doing an online contest and I did and I talked a little bit about this. And I noticed I went through a few eateries that were in this town where we were we were doing the work. Um and there was one one particular uh, establishment that all they did was just broadcast by my shit by my shit. Everything was by my shit. To the point where they didn't even talk about like when holidays and stuff come up, there wasn't just the, 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 like the pleasantry was nothing. It was buy, 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 buy. Now, that might be working and people may vote with their wallet and that's all fine and good, but long term, and this is the piece that I don't think people are getting, we are moving further into automation, further into data aggregation, which is something that i'm very well versed in and that i've done for quite some time and it makes a huge impact in no matter what application he who understands and is able to manage the data will typically do better i would say easily nine times out of ten if not even more because you think about it you got a pen and paper and i got a calculator chances i'm winning that contest If I have a database and you have, you know, just a bunch of volumes of books that you got to flip through, I probably win that contest too. But what happens when all the, you know, the little kind of go away comments, I'm just, you know, yeah, heart emojis, wow, like all that. What happens when you're able to aggregate all that and people can get a deep dive into what your interaction with your fan base is? and the whole thing is superficial. What happens then? And it's searchable. It may not be so much to your liking. It may not be all the rage with no one's going to look at that because it's there. The issue with having so much data, the answer, if you would, is being able to sort through the data. So if you can sort through the data, you can manage it very well. And that's why I advocate a weed and fertilized philosophy. Those folks who spend time with you, you want to deepen the relationship. Why do you think independent recording artists are doing well? Because once they connect with their with their target audience and they season that relationship, be it by text or whatever the case may be, they can show up in a city and say, Hey, everybody I know in this city, come to my concert. Done. It's direct, it's 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 very specific. It's super bespoke. It it goes right to the source. It's very custom to their audience, very custom to their needs. And if you know what someone's bought from you, what shows they've attended, how much times they've streamed your music, that kind of thing. But we know these things just simply like on Instagram. We know who comments and who doesn't. We know who comes into the store. But are we actively working to season that relationship and deepen the connection? To serve better. And I'm not saying to soak, because some people take that as, oh yeah, you bought from me. Let me see if I can how much more stuff I can ram down your throat. Everything becomes the wolf of Wall Street. You know, like sell, sell, sell. Always be closing. My philosophy is always be giving. You give first. And not the cliche way. You actually give because it's a benefit to you. If you ask your customer what it is is important to them, then you'll know. If you don't, you won't know. A lot of people use instead of they have a hunch as to what is true, but they have no hard data because they never bother to ask the questions and they have actual people to ask the question to, which is which is the more difficult part. They will send out a generic note and, you know, um, folks will come back with gratuitous comments and you'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, good. See, everybody says no. It's when somebody comes in and someone has a good experience and you say to them, listen, if there was something, you ask them the tough questions. You ask them the questions that say, look, you know what? What could I do better? You said this was amazing, but what could I do better? Because that's going to make the difference. And you truly never know. I was working with a particular bar owner and I'm sitting with him and I'm, you know, doing my usual, um you know, deep dive questioning, which gets annoying to some people because they just want to cut to the chase and that's all fine and good, but it's the process I use and it works for a reason because I know things. I don't think, I don't have hunches, I have hard data, I know things because I ask. Now, as I'm listening to him, he talks about how clean the bar is. Now, I didn't even think that was important to me. But the fact of the matter is when he said it, I actually looked around and I was like, holy crap, it really is clean in here, like cleaner than I've ever observed most places. Now, that was a thing that you could include in your marketing, believe it or not, because people think about that, not actively, but if you put it in, it's going to make a difference. And it's those little nuances where you think you can't actually be better, and the actual being better in that particular Scenario is not doing anything different, it's just saying it that is the difference sometimes we're so busy selling we forget to serve we forget to talk about the value that's being put out now, I know this owner personally, and he was literally in there every day scrubbing, cleaning out, making sure everything looked great and it was so profound that conversation it was um I was working with my partner and she was overseas, and she hadn't been to where the bar was and she saw some older pictures online and she says this is how the bar looks and I kind of threw a glance at the pictures and I said yeah I guess because I wasn't really paying that much attention and I had been there but the fact is the whole place had been renovated and when I took the time to actually compare the two I was like wow there's a stark difference there now if that wasn't pointed out that could make a huge impact on how someone views the bar so when you're writing copy or when you're you know you're creating the, 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 vision in words in terms of how it is you sell a particular, um, you know, s- service. It's not so much doing more. It's about just presenting what it is you already have and taking the time and being considerate enough to do that. People invest time in you. Um, and it's time they can't get back money. They can get back. In fact, people will give you money to go away. But the time they could never get back. So if you're selling a product online and you spend three hours telling someone something because you want to sell them, and you're trying to sell them with something, and that conversation could have took ten minutes, but you were on with them for two for for three hours, you've now wasted two hours and fifty minutes of this person's time. That's real. They're not looking at it that way, but I'm telling you all of the folks that I mentor, I tell them this all the time. You look for value. How is this valuable? You sucking three hours out of my time, that's not value. No matter what's on the other end, that's not value. That's you focusing more on what it is you're doing because here's a very simple test that you can do. If someone's selling you something and they say, I'm giving you this great deal for $1,000, right? And they're like, and they're going on and, on and on and on and on about this reveal. And I've been, you know, accused of, oh, you talk a lot and what have you. So I get that whole thing. But at the end of the day, if someone sells you something for $1,000 and they tell you, oh, I'm going to take three hours to do it. If someone comes along and says, look, I'm going to give you 10 grand. Can you tell me the same thing in five minutes? And they can. Then they've just wasted your time. That's the litmus test. They have wasted your time. And I'm not talking about what they believe it takes to get to that point. I'm talking about them wasting your time. You have to be respectful of people's time. A good investment of someone's time, a fan who's taking time to talk to you, is you asking them a question on how you could do things better. Doesn't take that long. Doesn't take that much effort. And all for all the I don't give a damn, you know, you know the I D G A F or whatever the case may be, for all of that, there will come a point where all this data is going to be able to be aggregated very quickly. And it's not going to be just like reviews where you've got to skip through and here and there. There'll be such nuances where someone can say, you've said this 50 times. You've claimed this 40 times. No, I'm not going to have to read any review because it's all going to be aggregated in some little quick report. Because the consumers have choices. More volume of information, more competition with services means more choices. That means you got to work that much harder. However, the silver lining in all this, and I'll close with with, the, with this statement, is this. If you have a good, solid relationship with your base, with the people who ride with you, who rock with you, come hello high water, it's going to almost transcend that. Short of you completely pissing on someone's shoes or shitting the bed, you will be fine. Because they know over time you've taken the time. And the data is going to prove that out now if they did the manual research like what I do for all all of the people I work with or whether it becomes a a machine thing. And these are the pieces that I think um, successful in new businesses as well as everybody else need to think about now. You can't like, we're in a time now where if you're trying to hop on the latest new thing, you're too late. You need to be looking at the next thing. I'm not saying ignore the current. I'm just saying in order for you to really move the needle, you got to be on to the next thing. You got to be looking forward to the next thing and you got to be well prepared for that. And in in large part, the next thing is voice. And just that little bit I told you, I say go out there and try some searches, do some things. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to to share what it is I can. And I'm just going to, this is my shameless plug, text me. If you really want to connect, then let's connect. And to me, connected means let's get to the next thing. And the next thing is connected on every platform. Not over time, straight away. Because the best investment of your time for an immediate result is to get connected with people that you have a common denominator with, that you think there's the opportunity for you to actually have a value exchange that bills, learn, teach, bill, grow, immediately. If we connect on 10 platforms, that's a deliberate action that demonstrates that we can provide value to one another and the sky's the limit, if that's what we want. So with that, I'm going to close it out. And I'm going to say, I am Nigel Wright. I would love to know what you think. Be seen, be heard, be successful. The right bag. The, the right bag. <laughs> Getting mixed up here. <laughs> the right voice is everything. Paper bag publishing. Dunbee's perfect. Take care, guys. See you in the next one. Bye. This is Nigel. Thank you for listening. Now and forever will be right. I was always this is Nigel right? And I always write love. This isn't a giving, and a reciprocity is the recipient actually paying it forward, giving.